Friends, today we're talking to Christine Wayne. It's time to have a different conversation than we've ever had about alcohol. And Christine is leading that conversation in a really beautiful and brilliant way. And I'm thrilled to share her work with you. Let's get into it. Christine Wayne, welcome. Thank you so much. Now I'm going to tear up just at the beginning. Here we are. (laughs) I'm so excited to chat with you. And we're going to talk about sobriety today. And best next step action with everything that involves. The first thing that I wanted to just put out there for the audience is that you don't have to fall into any category to be curious. And curiosity is always a precursor to change. And if you're like, I don't want to hear this because I have a bunch of friends right now who I was talking about this episode with, and they're like, no, no, I don't want to hear this. I'm not ready for this. I'm sure that I definitely should be looking at this, but look away. Don't look away from this one because the fact that you have any resistance at all to the conversation is an indicator that part of you wants it. 1000% that. Yes. (laughs) When we first met, we were both, I would say, very good at opening a bottle of wine. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I couldn't imagine a life without wine or those hours of conversation without wine. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about life. First, tell me how many months, years, days, all of the details and your own sobriety. Yeah. So I am, I'm four and a half years, more specifically, the six will be 56 months. And I do celebrate months on, on social because it's just, I just can't believe how month to month it just changes. And it's, that's a lot of days. That's a lot of days. (laughs) Yeah. Some days harder than others. Oh gosh. It is this chapter being a single mom to a toddler is tests me every single day, every single day. And I literally have those moments where, oh my God, I need a drink. And I'm like, no, I don't need a drink. I I need a vacation. I need to run away. I want to run away, but sometimes. (laughs) And I also can't wait to pick them up from daycare. So it's very, it's a roller coaster, but. That's motherhood right there. It is a roller coaster, Mm -hmm. a thousand percent. And also- you keep making the same choice. I make the same choice every day because I play the tape forward of what will that drink do for me? What will it do for me? I want that break. I want that exhale. I want that escape. But I also know that I'm not, I can't have one. I can't just have one. But that also, what will it do if I don't have just one too? What, play the tape forward and you're like, okay, so I won't be able to drive to pick up my son to daycare or I'll be a little buzzed. Or if I wait until after daycare, then I'll be hungover tomorrow. I have this commitment to myself now and to my child that I didn't have when I was, when I first got sober is to show up and be clear headed and not full of the regrets that come with that dark period right before I gave up alcohol. Yeah. For somebody that I would say that I, my relationship with alcohol personally and like vulnerability has been, it's complicated. 
-hmm. last year I tracked how much I drank and how many days I drank. Mm -hmm. And at one point I had a 237 day streak of not drinking. I felt incredible. And then we got to the holidays and I had a glass of wine mm -hmm. and I felt so terrible. Like this 43 year old body does not like this, does not like this feeling, does not like any of it. And I was like, okay, so then this really is it. If it's not even going to do the thing that I thought it was going to do, which was to make me feel mm -hmm. a little better. If it's not yeah. going to do the thing where it made me feel relaxed, it didn't, it made me feel anxious as hell. Yeah. Then I guess that's it for me. And so the it was promise. like, it was like, it was yeah. not complicated at that point. It was like very simple and very clear to me. And then I was walking through Wegmans. They started carrying all of the ritual products. Yeah. And over the last few years, you've started on the mocks. And mm -hmm. I've seen you use all, I mean, I've seen you use a ton of different non-alcoholic things. And I, number one, I think I took a picture and I texted you immediately from the aisle. I was super annoying. And I was like, <laughs> no, that's not annoying. That's awesome. <laughs> and I was like a little teary in the aisle because the part of drinking that has been so slippery for me is the connective part. That mm -hmm. part where it's me and my husband and we're having a cocktail and it feels like we're in it together. And it was like that connective yeah. part. And seeing the NA version of something that I enjoy so accessible to me was like, oh, I can yeah. unlock the only piece of this equation that I actually miss. And you have so many resources. Tell us about how you started on the mocks, how that all happened. And then I've got some follow-up questions. Okay, cool. So I was a party planner, event planner in New York City. I was like, I was drinking at, at my desk at work, running all the parties and then having drinks after work. I just, I literally could not imagine a life without alcohol. And I loved that, that social, that party, all that stuff. And I just resisted, particularly living, living in Manhattan year after year, addressing that this was a problem for me, that I felt so crappy the next day that I needed quote unquote, the hair of the dog to just get through it, drinking to make up for the fact that you drank. And I was drinking every day and I was excusing it because it was social and because it was re to relax and it was to network and it was to celebrate the good. It was to mourn the to grieve the bad. It was for everything. And I just couldn't imagine a life without alcohol. And it wasn't until my 40th birthday when I took a deep, hard look and I was like a zombie in depression. And it was my birthday's in January. You have you've got Thanksgiving, you got Christmas, and then you got January and it's cold and it's dark. And it's just like, I was not good. And I was like, this isn't serving me any longer. My world, everyone's growing around me. And I'm this 40 year old who's still drinking. I just was like, how is this my life? And I didn't have kids. I didn't have a husband. I didn't have a house. I didn't, it was all I could see was what I didn't have. And I didn't have goals. I didn't have dreams. And that was, that's even scarier than just not having stuff. It's just what do you want? I don't want anything. I just, I simply, I didn't want to live and I didn't want to die. And the not wanting to die part 
is important because I did want help. I just didn't know what that looked like, but we came to the point where I was like, I just, I want to run away. I just, I need to take everything away from me and just help me. I went to a 30 day rehab center. That is no longer something that you must do because we have so many resources now that we didn't in 2019, but I needed that at that time. And when I came out, it was like culture shock because it was, you go from this isolated bubble where you're protected to me living in South End Charlotte, where I've got bars and restaurants all walking distance. And it's like, how do I mesh with this new life? And even though I was told that non-alcoholic mocktails, non-alcoholic beer, these things were a slippery slope back to my old ways, I didn't agree with that because I was so committed now to truly how good I felt. Physically, I felt really good. I felt very clear. I was reading. I was doing some writing. But I did feel very conflicted in this world that was where I was, had been a social person. Wine had been such a big part of my identity. And I was, I had a lot of girlfriends. I loved going to dinner. I loved sitting at the bar. I love sitting at the bar. I still do. I love talking to the bartenders. I love seeing what they're doing. On the mocks came out of a lot of people asking me for non-alcoholic drink recommendations. It came from me finally grabbing that Heineken zero at a pool bar and being like, Oh my God, I can't believe I'm doing this, but feeling really good and included in that. And just feeling like this is the taste of vacation and I'm not drinking alcohol and I can do this because I want this. I don't want this to be alcohol. And on the Mox has grown now. <laughs> our, our creation date was March 15th, 2020, not knowing really that we were going to be in quarantine for like literally like just started to happen. And I was starting to create this group like a week or two before. Anyway, we just crossed over 8,000 members. And this week, the last few weeks, hundreds more people just coming through because they are curious or they want to cut back. And I think it's so important how you started our conversation with not creating a label because it was the word alcoholic that kept me from being alcohol-free. It was the word alcoholic that I was so afraid of that I would be not invited to parties, that I would not be, that I would feel like I'm wearing this, the scarlet letter A, literally, and just feel like an outsider. And I've spent my whole life trying to fit in as a multiracial person. That was a really complicated feeling. I didn't. So I'm that girl now that sits at the bar, orders the non-alcoholic beer, asks them why they don't have non-alcoholic beer if they don't have them on the menu talks to the bartender about mocktails. I'm very proud of it. And I've recovered out loud since f- month five. That's when I did my coming out post. And, and I shared, am I going to drink tomorrow? I don't know. I'm not drinking today. And that's yeah. all that we, any of us can promise. Anyone who so- tells you that they're a sobriety expert because they're sober, if they truly had a problem at any time with sobriety, they could not be sober tomorrow because that's how hard it can be at times. We only have today. And it's literally a commitment to say, no, I don't want alcohol, but thank God for all these options because the non-alcoholic options have kept me sober. I have reached for a Heineken zero when I have been totally stressed out and drank it. And okay, all better now. Placebo effect maybe, but you know what? The act I'm getting hired to create mocktail recipes and non-alcoholic cocktail recipes. And that's been the, like such a joy because I've always been creative, 
didn't know this was going to where it was going to take me as an event planner. I was doing everything, running around in my high heels, carrying plates of hors d'oeuvres, making sure that the furniture is perfect, but I wasn't bartending. It's this past year. I really pushed myself to get in front of the camera to make drinks and stuff. And I just love it. I absolutely love it. And I love that I'm looking on the other side of the <laughs> computer is some non-alcoholic bottles of wine that I haven't even opened yet. And they've just gotten better and better. And it's really cool to see. It's cool to see that ritual obsessed with their tequila. I took it to Mexico with me. I brought tequila to Mexico. It's mm-hmm. so cool that it's at Wegmans now. Mm-hmm. And like you said, the ritual is yeah. really what we're so afraid of losing. And if you can detach the alcohol part and why you want to drink or why you want to drink as much as you want to drink, you that introspection, that reflection can go a long way. It, it can to helping you cut back a little. And yeah. Yeah. So if you could go back to March of 2020, Mm -hmm. starting on the mocks, thinking about building community around this. Yeah. What advice would you give yourself? Oh, I would have said talk louder, share more. I, it was so new. I was an early adopter to this and I essentially was told by the rehab that helped save my life to not do it. So I felt like a rebel and what is now trendy and cool was not cool five years ago, four and a half years ago. And it's, so I knew that this was helping me. Did I feel like I was like, I don't want to hurt anyone else's sobriety. I don't want to be the devil here, but I was like, there's, and I've discovered there's so many more people that are like me. I found these people. I found a community and it's, I swear, it's not just the drinks that saved my life. It is this community is so important. Hearing that you're not alone, hearing that someone else has those thoughts. I wish that I had shared more. Instagram can be awesome and also not so awesome in that people can disagree with you and then say it and not be nice. And you're like, oh, then you think about that. But then you forget about the 900 other people that you helped that day. You just think about that one person that said something not nice. And I'm working on that part, but- I wish I'd shared more and louder. I didn't even know what it, what was coming. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think that you pointed out a couple of things that I just want to highlight because I think a lot of people can relate to this is women. Belonging is really important. And I, I didn't, yeah, I have yet to encounter a woman who's, I've always felt like I belonged. That's not true. I know of one woman. <laughs> a single person who's been like, yeah, I have a great circle of friends and we've always just been together. And they've literally been friends since kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Every other woman that I know is, yeah, I've never felt like I found my people. I felt like I had my people at certain times and then they've changed. And I've been like sad to, to think that some certain people weren't there to show up when I needed them, like in that first year of motherhood. And then I'm like, Oh my God, was I not a good friend when they had their first year of motherhood? And I didn't understand. I didn't understand how sad I would feel like, and the guilt of feeling sad, (laughs) that cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It's having, you want that sorority, but you don't even have time to shower. And like you, like, I don't, I, it's just me and my son and my dog and I showered today and I didn't blow dry my hair. It's a win. (laughs) The me, it is a win. The me time and the connecting with, I've met some of the on on the mocks people now in real life in Charlotte. 
and those dinners that go from one hour to two hour to three hour when I have a babysitter is so special. So, yeah. yeah. Connecting is so important. And I will just add group therapy at rehab was the most impact, had the most impact on me, not the one-on-one, which I thought that I needed more of and that I wanted more of. It was the group therapy with women who are so different than me that I found where we related. It was like, didn't matter the age, didn't matter the background. And it wasn't always alcohol. It was different drugs. It was like, the, but it just, it, it, I always tied it back to my story and was like, and, and it's just, it, we just connected in those meetings. And so group therapy or group communities, online communities can just be really powerful. As we're talking about this, it's beginning of January. I know a lot of people are doing a dry January. Let's say hypothetically, somebody's listening to this mid-January and they're like, oh yeah, I didn't do that. Start. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. I don't know if that's where you're going. That's what I, I want. Like, it yes. doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be one, 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 two, four. It, it doesn't have to be Monday at 7am. It doesn't have to be a Monday. It doesn't have to be the first of the month. My sobriety date, my last drink was Cinco de Mayo. And I remember being in the car and being like, oh God, I planned this poorly because I can't have a margarita. I want a margarita. I was drinking cheap white wine and I was like, oh my God, I'm never going to have a margarita again. I did not plan this. And then the next day, the sixth, it was actually my parents' wedding anniversary, totally unintentional. It, just start where you are. Start. It's, if, you're, if you're halfway through dry January, you can still say I, to yourself or to whoever, that I tackled this. I tackled my sober curiosity by looking at why I drink or I didn't drink. I didn't drink that Wednesday that I wanted to drink and I decided to try a mocktail or I bought some Heineken Zero. Start where you are. I want to do a little public service because you've tried and tested and tasted a huge variety of non-alcoholic options at this point. If you are somebody that likes an IPA, where should we go? If you go to the grocery store, and you pick up an O'Doul's. Yeah. yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with that. but No, I, like, I will have it if there's nothing else. Yeah. If that's what you pick up, it's not going to itch a particular flavor scratch that you might have. And I think that there's something to that. It's flavor plus ritual equals all of the positive yes. elements of this experience versus just cold turkey. Oh, yes. How do I say this? It's, <clears throat> we don't need to be punishing. No, exactly. And that's when people overindulge is when they feel like they're been holding back. These non-alcoholic substitutes, like you used to like Blue Moon, I believe. Yeah, maybe. I did. Go. Okay, they just released their non-alcoholic version. And I've heard it's phenomenal. I have not had it yet. I believe it's a total wine. I mentioned total wine because it's all around the country for online orders that go to Boisson, but the it's, it's a local option that has a lot more craft beer. You can also buy online from Athletic Brewing. They have great beers and they've done such a great, they've been such a good, great contributor to the Sober Curious movement by just simply showing that it's like, you want to be athletic? 
and you want to drink beer, here's a way to do that. Here's a way to treat your body good. And I'm seeing them pop up more and more at restaurants and it's great beer. And they have IPA, they have so many different flavors, holiday flavors. Um, I am just thinking surreal brewing is another craft beer. I like I'm, I have gotten more into the non-alcoholic cocktail mixology and ready to drinks and functional drinks, functional with, with adaptogens or even CBD or just some relaxing components, but beer. I'm like, I love Heineken zero. I really do. And it's yeah. very accessible. All <laughs> right. So that's in the beer category, yes. athletic brewing, mm-hmm. Heineken zero. Yes. A lot of the major manufacturers are starting to do an NA version because they're seeing, I think that's really that's exciting. Man. Honestly, they're seeing this. Happening. It really is. Corona, Corona. I just go ordered one at a bar recently. And I was like, can I have a lime please? Like I just, yeah. it just felt this talking about inclusivity and connection and just not feeling like I'm not missing out. My parents had wine and a beer. I had my beer. Yeah. Wine. Yeah. Let's shift to wine. Is there a wine brand that you're like, everything that they do is on point? Yes. It's Lautus, L-A-U-T-U-S, South African. Their first wine I had from them was a Sauvignon Blanc and it tastes like a Sauvignon Blanc. If you like, I used to like New Zealand Sauvignon Blancs. This tastes spot on. That's when you want to double check the bottle, triple check. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't pick up the wrong one, right? They have an excellent red, the Savvy Red. I... I will pinpoint like what I like about different spirits and different wines and help people like get their right, the, the proper collection. But Lautus, I think does a great job with their whole range. And that's just, I think, great. Awesome. <laughs> We've come a long way with wines and I think they have great whites and they have great reds. That's awesome. Because I think the last time I tried, I haven't done an NA wine in a long time because the last one that I tried was like, a mixture of cider and grape juice. And I was like, no, yeah, that's not itching no, the scratch. Oh. It, first of all, we have, they have improved. They haven't come a long way. And it's also, it sucks to spend money on something that you don't yes. like because you were trying it out. And then you get in your bad mouth, bad taste in your mouth for the whole category. And that's not correct. Yeah. Not all non-alcoholic spirits are made equally. It's just not. I have a favorite bourbon. I have favorite light rum, dark rum, gin. There are some where I'm like, oh, I can't decide between two, but there's the, some just do a little bit better. And when it's, when I'm recommending to someone that's just trying out for the first time, like non-alcoholic spirits or wine, I know which ones go over better before you've acquired a taste for something non-alcoholic. Yeah. You've got a guide. It's coming out. How can people get on the wait list for that? Oh, perfect. So you'll go to onthemox.com and that's where my, I have all my links, but you also have a free guide leading up to that, where I do mention some of those favorites to get you started. And then I have a guide that's coming out with even more recipes, more of the psychology behind get staying sober day to day or staying alcohol free. I say alcohol free. Some days I'm like, I'm a sober mom. Some days I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I'll go yeah. free another day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love (laughs) the freedom that comes from saying, yeah, not today. There's a lot of freedom that comes from that. I think any time in my life where I've gotten to once and for all thinking, boy, have I been really tripped up. There's a grieving process to that. So I, if you told me about 
anything. You will never, ever travel to Australia. Just so you know, you cannot, you're never going there. You can't. Suddenly I'm going to want a little bit to go to Australia. And I actually don't care personally, but but don't tell me that I can't. And that's a lot of us, a lot of the strong women (laughs) that I know, but it's just, it's really nature and human nature. Tell someone they cannot ever. And then not only will they think about it, they will probably try to why try to find a way to do it. Yeah. And and I've got a lot of that in me. So that's why counting days and counting months is actually helpful for me because it's my commitment. I don't want to, I don't want to give up that day count. Not that you have to have one. And if you slip, you can actually, you can absolutely start where you are. Who made these rules? Who, who makes the rules? You make the rules. Yeah. You make the rules to your life. But don't tell me I can't do something. Tell me that I'm gonna drink again. Tell me that. And I will like, now it's game on. (laughs) Now it's on. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. When you think about best next step taking, what feels like the most loving, radical next step you're taking in 2024? My best next step is incorporating more routine into my life. And I think it was one of the reasons rehab was successful for me back then. And, and coming into my, that new chapter was, what challenges my sobriety is surprises. And it's, we all get them. I had a little car accident last month. I just got the the bill today for the, the rental car that was on top of the insurance. And I was just like, oh, they waited like three weeks to send that to me. Surprise. Those things challenge my sobriety. So the more routine I can fit into my life and day is not only healthy for my child, but it's healthy for me. And I'm, I got to get better at it. I didn't start on one, one, one or one, one 24, but it's, I have it. We have a weird routine. It's I have my routine, but I know I can make some changes to it. That is a beautiful answer. Creating routine. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Christine, thanks for yeah. coming on. Thank you. <laughs> it's been a pleasure I talk to you all day. Tell me, yeah. tell everybody where we can find okay. you in all of the places. Sure. On, on Facebook, it's on the mocks Facebook group. You should be able to find it's easy there on the mocks on Instagram, but I share more of my personal life, baby dog behind the scenes on miss Christine Wayne, I'm linking everything together really on christinewayne.com and on the mocks.com are going to the same place as I now create the next guide in what I would like to share with everyone. Ultimately a digital marketing course as well. I'm just learning a lot about this stuff and trying to find the hours and minutes in the day to do everything. Cause I have big goals now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like those moments before. And one book that I would recommend that helps with all of this. And you can find it on Amazon is the five minute journal. And that's just good to just get those thoughts out. So hopefully more that. writing and more creating in 2024 and more sharing. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Thanks so much. Thank you.